You are listening to Mommying While Muslim Podcast, where hosts Uzma and Zeba share their personal stories of mommying in a post-9-11 world. This podcast is designed with the Muslim American mom in mind, so grab a cup of coffee and pull up to their table. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mommy Wal Muslim Podcast. This is Uzma Jafri. And this is Zeba Hassan. I feel like it's 2022 and we haven't seen each other for that long, like a, a year. We haven't seen each other. I know. It's been a long time. So like, how was your week? Like, what are you, what have you been up to? Like, what is going on? Get me caught up. Yeah. So I was sharing that. Um, and I know that I talked to you about this before uh, winter break happened, but on the last day of winter break for, you know, school going people, at mm-hmm. least I registered my son Ooh. for public school. Um, the son that I am not getting any kind of help with or for, um, for mental health assistance. And so the doctor and I were like, okay, let's just try changing the environment. And so we're doing that. And He's been so excited for the last 24 hours. He's a different person. Oh, I love that. And then that. this morning, I mean, it was so, like, I was so nervous. I showed up to school, like, you know, an hour early. And middle school starts really late. So I'm there an hour early because, obviously, if you register on the last day, you don't have a schedule. You don't know anything about anything. Um, and so I took him early. And they assign a student ambassador to new students coming in who kind of walk you around your classes and show you where everything is, and your lockers. And it's just a really beautiful system. And lo and behold, who shows up as a student ambassador but his best friend oh, from fourth grade. Well, basically since kindergarten on, his best friend. And I got to the car and I lost it. Like I was just bawling. I had to go for a drive just to clear oh. my face because <laughs> I was like, subhanAllah, there are no accidents my mama heart feels so good right good. now. I'm glad because you know you know when, you know you're you're feeling a little bit like we were talked about this earlier when you're trying to make these decisions and you're not 100 percent sure and you're like I'm trying to do the best that I, I'm doing the best that I can with the information in front of me, and when things all start aligning and connecting, it really does feel very very different. And that's not saying you're, he's not going to have hiccups. You're not going to have hiccups. It's just saying he is on the path. Um, where he needs to be. And I loved that you're doing something different because I know that wasn't what yeah. you wanted to do. So you should give yourself props right. for that um, and putting your child's needs first. And I am yeah. very proud of you for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate all the support that you've given me and just pray for his success and good health, inshallah. inshallah. And, and for my ability to cut the cord because <laughs> yes. I'm having this much trouble now what's going to happen when they're older yes <laughs> we're gonna have to I mean it can be a bungee cord for a short time this is the bungee cord phase right where they're going a little bit further oh. they come back they go a little bit further they come back and then at some point you got to even cut that cord and let them splash in the water on their own because it is what <sighs> it is which we'll talk about today a little bit later but exactly. I also we but will. I also saw that you were on this like heavenly vacation (laughs) and then taking us along for the ride. What the heck? And how was that as far as like resetting your mental health for the end of the year? It was awesome. But what I have decided is that if I'm going to spend that kind of money on a vacation, I'm not taking my kids again because (laughs) they didn't want to do anything. We go to Hawaii. (laughs) So we're on Oahu and they don't want to go snorkeling. They don't want to go with the dolphins. They don't want to you know, hike to the waterfall. They don't want to do anything. They were like, okay, we went in the ocean for a day. We're, we're done. done. Yeah, we're done. We <laughs> so just want to relax. No, you're not done. We just want to relax. <laughs> yeah. 
They just wanted their electronics. Honestly, I have a great snapshot. I'm going to share that um, on our socials about what they would rather have been doing the whole time. And I was like, this is money well spent. So I told them, I was like, and they were like, well, you say this every time on me. I was like, we're never taking you guys on vacation again. Because we had a fabulous time at the beach. My husband and I would take a walk um, to the beach just to watch the sunset together. You're like, I love beach walks and the sunset. It's like one of those (laughs) dating apps. Pina coladas. That's what we were doing. I love I forgot that beach song, walks yeah. on the beach and the sunset, sunset walks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we did a lot of stuff together because the kids just didn't want to participate. Even the little guy, like, didn't want to be there um, with us, like, doing activities. But, like, you know, be by the pool, be, you know, maybe one day, like, dip in the water. It turns out they don't like salt water and they don't like sand. So not going to waste my money. <laughs> and I feel them because I'm not a, a, I love the sound and the smell of the ocean, but I hate sand mm-hmm. and I hate yeah. the things that live in the water and give me Lake Michigan any day of the week. And I am good yes, to go. You like your fresh Unsalted. I like my fresh, like the unsalted fresh water. Um, and it's better for your hair yeah. too. So like, I'm just saying. That's true. Well, speaking of fresh water and Michigan and winter breaks, tell me about yours. Well, you know, we unfortunately, like everybody, probably a majority of the country um, had this Omicron scare um, multiple times because my son is still very much active and playing in basketball. Um, Half of his team, they have been boosted and vaccinated, all got COVID. Um, and of course, because of that, and we were first, res- I, I literally just, te- I, I was texting, it was my yesterday. I'm like, yep, I got another contact from the Fairfax contact. County. Because they're like, you are in close contact. Um, and by God's grace, even though we've been testing, it's all negative so far. But um, from everything that I'm reading, at some point, we're going to be dealing with everybody is going to get it at some point. It's just a matter of Mm -hmm. when and Mm -hmm. the severity. So we're kind of bracing ourselves from that. Um, So unfortunately, our first week was spent dealing with that and kind of being holed back in. And our second week, um, I hope my brother and my sister-in-law are listening. And this is a joke, kind of. But they landed. um, And within a couple of hours, all of us got the norovirus. And we are still suffering a little bit from the aftermath of the norovirus. It's a really, really bad. (laughs) So despite us... So we... We didn't get to live in this amazing, you know, Hawaiian vacation, but we <laughs> got to see family, which is, you know, also a blessing, even if we were all vomiting and it's all good. And may God protect everybody because the norovirus I mean, really, really stinks. But, you know, speaking of literally, literally stinks. <laughs> On both ends, not a fun thing. Both so ends. speaking yeah. of, since I kind of just mentioned it, what is our soapbox for today, Uzma? So our soapbox for today, you requested Omicron. Yes. And I thought that I would talk about, since for a lot of people in the country, today is the first day of school. Um, you know, Omicron is a real and present danger. Um, are you going to be as sick with it as the Delta Probably not, but you're going to get it. Like Zepa said, it's highly infectious. Um, Some reports say 700 times more infectious Mm -hmm. than the Delta variant. Is it going to be the last variant? Probably not. They are evolving quicker than the flu flu virus does, you guys. So it is really, really important right now. The only thing that we have against it is getting our three shots. So the the two vaccinations and then the booster. Remember, Johnson & Johnson is the least 
protective of the three vaccines. So you want to make sure you get three shots. Um, don't worry if you did get the Johnson and Johnson, just when you get your booster, you'll get either the Pfizer. I think the Pfizer is the only one that's available in my area. Um, get it done. That's the only thing we have right now. We are almost at capacity at our ICUs in several states, including mine, both my home state and the current state that I live in, which is my new home state. Um, ICU beds are at capacity, which means people who are having heart attacks, who are getting pneumonia, who are breaking bones. There's no beds for you. Um, because if you are filling a bed with really sick with Omicron because you know better than science and you know better than the doctors who are telling you to get vaccinated, you're taking up a bed for somebody that cannot, you know, well, can you prevent a heart attack? Yeah, but sometimes even with all the safety and security and the secondary preventive measures that you do, you're still going to get sick. And that's kind of critical. Um, we need the ICU beds. So please don't get sick. Now uh, we have found out more dangerously, I believe, is that if you are COVID positive, in the past we were able to, if you your oxygen was normal, and yeah, you could have symptoms, but you weren't that sick yet, within 10 days we could get you into an ER and into infusion center and get you monoclonal antibodies to keep you from getting in the hospital. Well, that monoclonal antibody does not work against Omicron. Yep. So there's a new one coming out, inshallah, tomorrow. The health department is going to release it, but it just kind of depends on where you live. Not every county is going to get it or have access. We do have pills, monoclonal antibody pills that are coming out. Um, and there are, I believe, three different kinds. And there's a really complicated regimen I haven't memorized yet. There's a dozen pharmacies near where I live that have it. So not every pharmacy has it either. So there are all these changes that are required because of Omicron. And to that end, it's going to be really, really important to stay vigilant, stay tested. And most importantly, please stay masked. I live in a state where nobody gives a hoot and they're not wearing masks. And that's why we have no ICU beds because everybody's getting infected. So I hope you guys live in smarter states than my own. Um, especially if you want your kids to go to school, there's a, there are a lot of schools um, all over the country that are shutting down or delaying school opening this winter because of um, testing regulations and requirements and because of disease spread. So everybody and their mama has gotten exposed to COVID during their winter breaks, I would say myself included, which is why we quarantined after our trip. Um, it, there are five metro Atlanta school districts who are going to be remote this entire week mm -hmm. as a result of that. Cleveland, Ohio, there are school districts there will also be remote. Newark, New Jersey, I guess they're coming back. Maybe their winter break was later because they are remote January 13th, 3rd through the 14th. Patterson, New Jersey, go Patterson. I love Patterson so much. Um, the 4th through the 18th, so even longer. Milwaukee, Wisconsin will be remote all of this week. I think they got a snow day today. Yes. And then in Maryland, Prince George's County will also, for a very extended period from today until the 18th of January, um, be remote. Delayed returns are happening in Seattle, Washington, D.C., Syracuse, New York. Uh, only New York City is um, scheduled to open today um, with 20% of students. Uh, surveillance doubled to 20% of students with uh, new testing strategy to try to keep uh, kids in school longer without um, delaying their education any further. So it is not a joke. It is still here. How long is this pandemic going to last? Probably until we get close to retiring, guys, <laughs> at this rate. Like, we're not doing a good job of mitigating spread. So this is what happens when we don't do our jobs because only 40% of our population is boosted. It's going to continue happening. So... 
let's get to business, let's get to work, let's get masked, and inshallah, you know, pray for good health and the safety of our children. Inshallah and amin. I know for us, our basketball protocol has already changed. They have no longer allowing fans in the stands, only the parents. Uh-huh. And they have to be registered ahead of time so that we have space in um, in the gym. So I'm definitely, you know, as sad as it is for the kids to kind of lose some of that audience, I definitely feel like it's more safe. So we're willing to do what we need to do. Um, but, you know, I'm excited about this month and a couple of our bonuses that we're going to be offering everybody because we aren't sure if we should release them all at once or put some on Patreon because um, honestly, it costs us a little bit less um, to do that. But we don't want to withhold any of this gold from you. Uzma has decided to not let her kids grow anymore because everything she's learning is instilling the fear of God in her. Whereas <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable, alhamdulillah, because quite frankly, I've already been, I'm in the throes of, I'm in the throes, the eye of the storm. So, you know, I just mm-hmm. think she needs to listen after me meditating and I've been trying to get her to do that. I'm going to be having a, a meditation challenge. So I will make sure <laughs> she's on it. We are, um, we continue our January moms of adult Muslim kids series with Nora Abbasi. She is one of our listeners who's helped to recruit more listeners of the podcast. Alhamdulillah and for real, Jazakallah here. We really appreciate it. Her daughter is the moderator on our very active and wonderful Facebook group um, and always has amazing ideas for posts and podcasts and we are so so grateful to your daughter Nora Bayan thank you thank you thank you Um, Nora's background is in accounting and entrepreneurship which she did all of her life and she thankfully was able to retire in 2010 to enjoy the life that I want I want to bypass this whole parenting thing and go straight to being a grandma (laughs) or Gigi is what my kids are going to be calling me she is grandma to 11 and a half grandkids mashallah and i and i'm excited to hear about the half um we are so excited to talk to her today and to provide you guys a little bit of insight of what our lives are going to look like in the not so distant future asma so assalamu alaikum nora and thank you so much and welcome to mommy well muslim thank you for having me i'm so excited we're so excited. It's so nice to like have um, people who listen to our podcast like actually come and speak because, you know, it helps us get better and just build that relationship with our listeners. That's really what we're looking to do. So we're, we're really grateful. And I did want to clarify before we jump into things that what Zeba and her family sadly were infected with is norovirus. Noro. It is not norovirus. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's important to clarify because Nora. It's our guest today. Yes, Nora. 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 Has nothing to do with Nora. (laughs) (laughs) All right, perfect. May Allah grant us all health. So, Nora, as you know, we like to kick off um, every episode by asking our mom guests about their mom story, whatever they're comfortable sharing about themselves and their kids, and then a little bit about their momming philosophy. Okay. Uh, As uh, I don't know, um, I have four kids, two boys and two girls. They're all grown up married as you said i have 12 grandkids um um, uh, i don't know how to start it's not easy Mm -hmm. it's not easy you always try our best i don't think there is a mom that raise her kids that she wants them to be bad or do bad things or not to be uh, educated so we tried our best um um, actually let me know what you want to talk about exactly well, what are some of the, like, what's the secret sauce 
of raising, and by the way, I didn't know you had four kids. So to the audience who's listened, every single one of our guests has four kids. I don't know why it just happens. SubhanAllah. <laughs> but what's the secret sauce? Like, what do you think are like the top three things that helped you um, get that success for your kids or help develop that success that your kids have today? Alhamdulillah. Um, I think uh, I, um, I, I trusted them a lot. I mean, whatever they said, I said, that's fine. Even if I doubt what they said is right or wrong, okay. I was watching them in the beginning when they were young. Um, of course, I was on top of them for their homework, uh, their behavior. Uh, their salah, their everything, uh, even their kids, their friends, I have to know who's their friends if they want to go out, even at the mall, I have to know who they are going with and how long they're going to stay. If there is anyone that I don't like the way they behave, I used to tell them, even if you go to the mall and he's there, you will be in trouble. Even if he's... <laughs> if he if shows he's, up, you're in trouble. If he up, even if you're not with him, you will be in trouble. I love it. So part of it, I trusted them 100%, although in, my back, in the back of my head, as my husband always told me, you, we cannot spy on them. Mm-hmm. We cannot mm-hmm. go to their room and look. Although we sometimes you look to see if there is anything that you can prevent them to do, if there's anything that will harm them. But we went through this. If they say, yes, I, I'm fine, I didn't see this, I'm behaving, we didn't do these things, we used to trust them. And we went to through a lot. Thank God now they are all behaving very well and I am very happy. But we, we have upside, ups and downs in our life. Mm-hmm. And the problem, I think, with our community, if we have any problem with with our kids, we don't like to share yes, it. We always right. have to paint a fantastic picture yes. to our family and friends that everything is fine. Mm-hmm. So we went through, with one of my kids, we went through through really, really, really bad stuff, mm-hmm. okay? But um, with the help of Allah and uh, with the help of uh, me and my husband be together and we were patient. We kept asking Allah to guide us and hopefully if there is any benefit from him to retrieve back and be good, then God will do it, will, will do that, will help us to do that. If not, then that's it. We are, we are satisfied with what God giving. I mean, how, I don't know how to say it, what, with, with his decision. So Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. And we're 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 in the safe place now. But I need to tell everyone: it's not easy to raise kids. Mm-hmm. I always say there is no manual that mm-hmm. you can read. My kids went from 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 preschool until they finished high school in Islamic school, mm-hmm. Islamic environment. The, you see, other kids they went to public school, okay, with with a house that so and so Islamically. They are not very strict. They are not very easy. But we both have different outcome of our kids. So yeah. we always have to try our best. We don't, like, I don't think we can blame ourselves yes. that, oh, I wish I, we might say, yeah, maybe if we go back, we, we would have done it differently, but we cannot beat ourselves hard if one of our kids did not come the way we prefer. Mm-hmm. And we always, we always want them to do better than what they are doing. Yes. So we have to look at we have to look at the positive things from them and count how many good things with them. And it's okay if they are failed in certain areas. Yes. And, and the beauty, and I love that you're saying that, Nora, because I think, first of all, 
the fact that within our community, and, and, and I would I would argue that it, within most communities, we have the Instagram yeah. snapshot, right? Like our fam, but you're not really seeing what's going on behind the scenes. So then when every individual person is, is in their quote unquote situation, you feel alone, you feel alienated. You think this mm-hmm. is the only happening to me. And I think only in having these frank and honest conversations can we all recognize that no, you're not alone. And like you said, we're doing the best that we can. And sometimes our kids are provided different paths, even if we gave them all the tools and they go on a different path. So, yes. and, and that is not necessarily something that you need to be to, to berate or beat yourself over. All you can do is keep praying, keep being there for yes. that child and hope and pray that in not having that Uh, that final, I'm never going to talk to you again, or I'm going to push you out forever, that they will come back because they see that, right? Because everybody has their own, their own journey. So I love that you're sharing that. And I love that you're, you're, you're putting a little bit of an insight into our community, because it is a very bittersweet thing, as they're coming out of this child, because some of it, you look at them, and you can still see the child and the baby that they are. And then you kind of blink, and they're like, bigger than you and taller than you and their voices are deeper and and in you and you love everything that they've become but you're kind of like what is my role so how do you and I always call it from going from mom in like capital letters to like mom in lowercase letters way in the back (laughs) it's a very hard transition even for mothers specifically because we are a a momming uh, momming podcast what kind of tools can you provide us or insights you can provide us as we as some of us like myself are are transitioning into that i'm now just this background player in his life still important but now i am this background player how do you um, what advice would you give to somebody like myself where i'm about to let one go how should i be how should i think and how should I be feeling right now? I think I think to me, if if they are happy, this is enough for me. Okay. Whether they're in touch with me or not, if I know they are happy and safe, okay, this is important. Uh, the other thing is um, is when they grow up and you're in the background, if they have a problem and they come to you and they ask you, or if they come from college or from work, how you do. I have to listen to them. I have to listen. Just let them let them say whatever they want without judging them. Yes. If there is anything I need to say, I will I will say it to them. I will advise them without it without judging. Why did you do that? We well, should have done that. So my point, just I keep I, I'm I'm always available for them. Okay, especially my girls, the boys. You know, the boys when they when they grow up, that's it. Barely they will come back <laughs> yes. and say, oh, no. "Oh, this is what happened." So, no. so the girls, the girls are always in touch. Even my boys, if they call, if they need anything, they will call me. Even if they need their father, they call me because they know I'm always available with my phone, mm-hmm. always there. And if I don't answer them back in ten minutes, they always send a message, "Are you okay?" Because they know if I'm busy. I'm not going to be busy more than 10, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So I'm always available for them. I'm always listening. I spend a lot of time with them, for them talking, talking, talking. 
And when they hang up the phone, my husband say what they want. I said, no, nothing. He said, you've been with them half an hour. Yeah. I said, I just was listening. <laughs> I was just listening right. because they want to, uh, they want to vent. Sometimes if they have a nice story, a funny story, they will call me. Even if it's not funny, I will laugh and I say, wow, this is great. This is, I'll make them feel that I'm involved with their, with their, uh, with their story, with whatever they're gonna tell me, whether sad, whether happy, whether just an update of their life, of their work, I will, I will always make them feel that I'm listening and everything what they're telling me is I'm excited. If they ask me, are you busy? No, I'm not busy, don't mm-hmm. worry, say whatever you wanna say. Whatever I have, whether I'm eating, I'm, sometimes even if I wanna go to the shower and they they they, they call, I'll, I'll put the shower on, on hold and I take the, their call because for mm-hmm. me, it's very important to be and to be available for them. Yes, oh, I love it. So that never stops. This is why I take showers at night time. There's no point. <laughs> yeah. So as a mom of boys, I'm a little bit concerned yes. when you say like when they're grown up, they're gone. But yeah, they will call back. So, you know, what advice would you give um, adult Muslims like these kids that, you know, a lot of them are tuning in and hey, like Zeba and I are adult Muslim kids of parents, too. So, you know, ha- what advice would you give us on fulfilling the rights of our parents? Because obviously you have rights over your children even if they are grown. So I know that we all are busy with our own stuff. Young people, especially when they're first starting out, you know, they're hustling, they're busy. What's the minimum you think that they owe their parents, um, whether they live with them or even if they live away from them? I just, the minimum, I just want them to check on me every once in a while to call me, say, hi, how are you doing? Okay, this is more than enough. I feel that I feel that they 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 care about us. Even if if you're driving and just pick up the phone, hi mom, what are you doing? What's your yeah. plan for the day? How was your week? I'm sorry I didn't call you. I was busy. This is this is to me is more than enough. To me. I know other other parents know they need more than that. They need they need the kids to come and visit, maybe to invite them to go there and be more involved. No. As I said, I, there's a difference between my boys and my girls. I know everything about my girls yeah. every day, what their kids are doing, what, exactly. what, what, what they're what, cooking what, today, what they're <laughs> cooking, what, what, what they have for breakfast. Even even if they say a joke, okay, they will call me and say, "Oh, my my daughter says so and so." My boys know. Yeah. One of them, one of them, he will call me every once in a while, once or twice a week. The other one, he will disappear for month for month. But I know inside me, inside me, um, the personality is different. Yes, mm-hmm. you know. So, so because we learn a lot from from our business as a realtor, we we learn a lot about personality. Mm-hmm. So I know one of them. If he's okay, he's fine. I need my space. Uh, he's not. He's he doesn't like to share a lot about his his life with his wife and kids. If I talk to him, if I pick up the phone, he won't stop talking. Yes. Okay. But if I don't call, so if I don't call and he's fine, that's fine. If I need him, he will drop everything and will come. So this is important for me. If I know, I know because I know this is his personality is different. Okay. Than others. So I cannot be mad or upset that he does not call me every week. Okay. Or every day. I don't know a lot about him, what they are doing, but if I call him, or his uh, him and his wife they don't stop talking they will mm-hmm. they will tell me everything about their kids what happened to them so to me i said that's fine this is his personality my girls if i don't speak with them in the morning because there are certain times i know i know i can they are reachable if they don't call me i have to pick up the phone are you okay yeah how come you didn't call me today oh i love that 
So one of them, she dropped off her kids into school. So I know when she leaves, her daughters, they have to call me, say good morning. Oh. Okay, and they, I have to ask them what did they eat, what they are doing. Oh. And when she dropped them off, she called me until she reached home. Uh, Bayan is different. Bayan, because she has a baby, she's different. She can't call anybody now. <laughs> yeah, so it's, again, it depends on their personal, personality. And yeah. if they are safe and they are happy and nothing's wrong with them, and if I need them, I know they would drop everything and come. This is, to me, is the minimum they can they can, they can can give me. So I don't ask that. for more. So what I'm hearing yeah. from you is to kind of accept them for where they are in their stage of life and be available to them to the extent that they want you to be available to them. Yes. And yes. not to kind of impose. I hear all of that plus... What I love is recognizing that every kid is different Yes, because that's not something that we learned. It was like we saw other generations also doing the same thing. Well, that person does it this way. So everybody after that has to do it that way, too. So there's a lot of burden um, for the younger ones from the older child. If the older child is like that, then everybody else has to follow suit. And I'm glad that you're teaching us differently today. Thank you for that. This is this is what I told uh, when my both boys in the same school. So one of them was I'm going to say troublemaker. The other one, one. or maybe feisty, feisty. The other one, the other one, he's okay. So when the teacher called me and say, "Oh, this one, he's not like his brother," I said, "Oh, stop it." Yeah, don't compare. Don't compare brothers. Each one has a different personality. I said, "Don't." Mm. I don't want you to compare because it's gonna. If it's gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna put one of them down and thinking yeah. that the other is better than me, okay? And he's mm-hmm. gonna try his best. He, if he's, if he fails, then he could think something is wrong with him. So I don't, don't never compare. Yes. Yeah, you have a problem with one of them. Tell me what's your problem. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I absolutely yeah. love that. And the other thing I wanna, I forgot to mention, uh, as a community or as a Muslim community, when we have a problem with with our kids, I think the first thing comes in our mind what other people they're going to think say about yes. us yeah what will people or say or think mm-hmm. and when again when 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 my son he he had a lot of trouble actually he got he got in trouble after he got married even mm-hmm. when i when i thought that he's gone he's he's safe now so he put himself in in trouble after he got married so um uh, i forgot more i'm going to say um what will people say yeah, actually, the first thing people, they say, oh, you were busy. You were busy. You were busy building your business. I said, no. Yes, I was in the office, but I was with them on the phone. First of all, before he got married, I was with them on the phone. When they come from school, what they do, I call them at home. I used to leave them at home only two hours for me to come back. Okay, I used to call them, what are you doing? Who are you talking? Do your homework. I was with them all the way. Yes, I was working, but I never left them alone do whatever they want to do no so mm-hmm. don't blame me mm-hmm. i agree okay so this is my my point the most pressure comes on us as a parents it's what other people yes. they're going to judge us why we failed in one of the kids exactly yeah. well can i just ask really you to a totally that. personal question the your child that you had the issue with is it your first child no no is it your last child number two it's the number two. It's number two. Well, I have boy and I have boy, girl and girl, and two boys in the middle. Oh, you have the two boys in the middle. Okay, because oh. I'm yes. so I have a theory that your first one always gives you a little bit more 
um, no. problem because you don't know what you're doing. And I fully admit, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I'm learning as I'm going along. Yeah. And, and it is a very hard thing to do and navigate. And I love that you're saying, don't listen to other people because you never know what's going on in the privacy of your own home. And quite frankly, this is where the nurture versus nature comes in. And I think it's a fascinating thing. You can love your children exactly the same, provide for them exactly the same, but every kid, all four of my kids are so different. I mean, yes. sometimes people are like, are they from the same household? <laughs> are the same parents? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. But you, ha and, and honestly, my husband and I, I feel like do such a great job and I'm patting ourselves on the back because we treat each of them individually. Like you're your own individual person. I'm trying, and I love what you're saying, Nora, don't, don't, you know, compare them. Don't try to have the same because you can't because they're different. And they, and and I would even argue I've know my kids' personalities from when they were babies because it's exactly who they are as they're adults and how they <laughs> respond to things. Like I used to have one that would throw temper tantrums. I would ignore him. He would stop what I'm doing. He was doing his temper tantrum mid tantrum follow me into the next room and throw himself down. Like you're not paying attention to me. And guess what? Still doing that, but in a, a bigger way. And you yeah. just kind of have to kind of go with the flow. So I love that you're saying that. Um, but what can we do as a community? Cause I love that you've mentioned that to help instead of making us feel like we're alone or we're doing this by ourselves, what can we do as a community to help support other moms going through this journey so that we aren't alone? I think somebody has to start. When I have my my son uh, went through going through through the hard time with him, I wanted to reach out to other moms that mm -hmm. I know they had a problem. Okay, uh, I can I can talk to them, but some somehow either I was busy or I was reluctant to see if they're going to accept that or not. But what I did, I start for instance, um, I have um, I have a niece that she calls me she calls me almost every day. She's like mm -hmm. one of my daughters. Mm -hmm. So if she has any problems with her kids or with her issues with her husband. She said, I cannot talk to my mom because she's not going to sleep the night if I talk to her. Oh. If I talk to you, you're going to advise me, you're going to listen to me, and then you're going to move. So at one point she said, oh, look at your kids. They are fine. I said, no. I said, no, we all have a problems, but maybe you don't know. She knew, but she always think that's it. We're done. Everything is fine. And I said, no, there is a small issue. Sometimes, so I start sharing with her some stuff. Mm -hmm. Just make her feel comfortable that the problem mm -hmm. she's having with her kids, she's not, not the I'm only not alone. one. I love that. And, and I, I used to tell her, listen, they might not, for instance, she has problem with them because they are not. They're not doing prayer five times a day. They're, the girls are not wearing hijab. I said, this is, yes, it is important, but this is not the number one. I think the best thing is you still have your relationship with them mm -hmm. because if, you, if, you, if you're not open, if you're not close to them, they're going to go to other, someone else out there who might be Muslim or not Muslim. Are they not going to give them the advice that you will give them as a mother? So number one, let them be close to you and let them be friend with you and then later keep keep asking god to 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 guide them to the right to right way to let them understand that prayer is good wearing hijab is nice if not if they are good and they are behaving that's it i thought this is how we grow up 
we grew up just nice kids. Yeah. <laughs> I would love we grew up in a in a Muslim country, yes. But but I, I wasn't wearing hijab until I got married. I wasn't praying five days, five times a day. I was praying but not like like now, okay? So I said there is nothing wrong with it. We're we're in a country that there is a lot of difficulties mm-hmm. facing us, a lot of um, pressure in school. Okay, whether you're Muslim, Islamic school or outside, there is people, they raise their kids differently. You're allowed to do something the other one cannot allow. If my kids can watch TV, there are other people, they can't watch TV or something. So I said, just be, make sure that you keep your relationship close to them. Let them trust you. If they have a problem, don't be upset. It depends. It depends what kind of problem. Sometimes you need to yell at them. Sometimes you need just to swallow it and give them advice. Just don't. Don't don't ha- the, don't don't have a gap between you and them, yes. and everything would be fine. I agree with yeah, that. Inshallah. I agree with inshallah. that. Yeah. We we do this thing, which I don't know if you do this, Uzma, and it. I have to admit, it gives me this low level anxiety every time we do it. And only two out of my four kids have done it, and they've called it confession time, where <gasps> when I'm tucking them into bed, they are telling me all the bad things they've thought about. <laughs> They've done, they want to do, and I'm trying not to be judgmental, like you say, but in my head, I'm thinking, oh my God, are they going to grow up to be psychopaths? Like what in the world is going on? But the beauty is that now that they're older, when they do do something that is not necessarily what they feel is within our family structure, they are coming with me and My husband is now saying it's because you used to listen to those confession times and you didn't (laughs) judge them. Even though I would come out of the room and go to my husband, I'm like, oh, my God, they need therapy. We need to lock them (laughs) up. Something is wrong with them. We need a cage around them. I don't know what to do. But now when they do do something that they feel like last night, my youngest, I ate. I kept saying I made these brownies. Where did they go? I didn't see anybody eat them. Nobody. And he literally told me. Okay, mama, I got to tell you, I'm doing my goals. I'm the one who ate four of the brownies. And I'm like, oh, my God. But my point is, he didn't get in trouble. He did confess. And so I'm like, okay, what can we do differently in natural health? So you know what? Keeping them close and listening to them, even if you don't like what you hear, I think is very, very important. So thank you for sharing that, Nora. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. And, and by the way, when you said when you said your older daughter or kid give you a trouble, I think if you look at it later, you will see that is not a trouble. I yeah. hope so. That's just learning. Like my, my older, my older, my oldest one. Uh, I used to tell her, "Go, for instance, clean your room." And half an hour or an hour later, the room as is. Why? Because she opened anything she opens she has to read it whether a story yeah, or a manual exactly. even the daughter. free stuff from from super. am i sure i need to throw this away <laughs> yeah you see so so to me i was i was i was really get upset at her but now i said no she wasn't doing anything wrong yeah yeah she wasn't doing anything wrong so yeah. we have just to let our guard down a little bit and yes. try your best and 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 don't think down the road what if yes yeah so if it's my one of one of my my friends she said what if my daughter she bring she bring uh, a non-Muslim to she said I want to marry. She said listen, don't think about it. Right yeah, now. yeah. What if when no. it, when it come when if she bring him then we'll deal with it yes. at that time. Yes. 
So don't don't upset yourself now because you're gonna hurt yourself twice now yes. and mm-hmm. when it happens. Exactly. So when it happens, you never know what's gonna happen. Just wait. If she bring a, a somebody who's non Muslim, then we'll deal with it. Yes. Yeah. Don't think about yeah. it now. Yeah. That's crazy. Because right like in our Sunnah even it's like if opens the door to Shaitan, so yes. why would you do yes. that? You know, because yes. you're gonna go and like you said, hurt yourself now and yes. later and probably take it out on your kid unnecessarily yes. right now and then definitely later. But to your point about, um, you know, finding support within the community because you're so afraid of what will people say. I'd also like to offer that a lot of times, at least for my generation, it may not even be what will people say. I'm sure there's a component of that, but there's so much self-reliance on us, especially those of us who are children of immigrants as we have to do this. We have to prove that we can do this. Like we're not good parents if we need help. And I think that was the situation for me because for multiple reasons, I thought I should be able to help my child. I help strangers every single day. Why is this not working? And it was actually subhanAllah this morning when I was um, I was posting on a group about my experience with my son this morning. And how, you know, this was like my last resort because I wasn't getting any kind of help from within the medical system for him. She was like, well, did you talk to anybody um, else who's going through this in the community? And I said, no, actually, I haven't. And when I thought about it, it was because I don't know how to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And I still don't know how to receive help because I have that feeling that. I have to do it on my own because I'm more worried about people judging me for not being able to perform as a parent, you know, Um, and that that I think is something that I definitely need to work on. And you're you're talking about it as shedding a lot of light on it. So thank you so much um, for that. And we haven't asked anybody yet the series, but I'm really excited to ask people. about your love life (laughs) so you know because now I mean that's one of the joys right of like having adult kids because now I can be alone with my husband for the first time in however many years once they're all like out of the at least that's what I'm looking forward to inshallah but like while we're still raising our kids while they're still with us what can we model to them as young children and what can we model to our adult children Mm -hmm. to show them what a healthy married relationship looks like um and for those of us, it may sound like, you know, magic and sunnah, but what advice do you have for, for us? First of all, when I told Diane they're going to ask me this question, she said, oh, gosh, mom, don't answer this I question. Just, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> Bayan's going to cover her ears. <laughs> Bayan, if you're listening, I would fast Turn forward now. Skip. or skip, yeah. and we can go from there. <laughs> Uh, you know what? It's difficult to it's difficult to come from two different backgrounds, yes. two different personality. It, mm-hmm. It's difficult, but um, what I what I now I, I'm sure I did a lot of mistake before. But now, if somebody asks me, I will advise that you have to balance between kids and between between the husband. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. because I know a lot of problems start between husband and wife. When you have a lot of kids, the mother is focused on the okay. kids. Let me feed them. Let me bathe them. Let me take them out. Uh, at night, she get tired. The husband, can you watch movie with me? Can we stay up? No, I can't. So it has to be. It has to be from both sides. Uh, the the mom, she has to balance. One day it has to be for kids completely. Other days, okay, let's do something. Me and you, let's go out. Let's find a babysitter. We used to. We used to go once once a week. We find a babysitter for my kids, and I go me and my husband out wow. for dinner. Okay, we used to do it. We call it a date a date time. Yeah. And then, and then when they grow up more, my daughter was a baby saying, I used to go out for instance, two or three days somewhere in, in a hotel or something just to feel, 
to feel just the connection again. Yeah. So, and now, now for instance, because I hear a lot of people with with uh, without kids, they have a problem. To me, me and my husband is number one, mm-hmm. and then the house is number two. Okay, mm-hmm. if I if I have. Uh, if I have laundry, if I have dishes, and he say, let's go out, I say, oh, okay, let's go out. Okay, mm-hmm. I can do dishes later. Yeah. Okay, when we come back, what's a big deal? So it has, you have to have a balance between, between, if you have kids, you have to have a balance between your kids and your husband. It's difficult, but sometimes you need to sit down you and your husband and talk about it. Listen, yes, I want to spend time with you. I want to go out. We're going to have a free uh, time for ourselves. Help me. What can I do with the kids? Find, let's find a babysitter. Do you agree that we can find someone that we can trust? At least we go once a week outside, okay, to have a dinner or for a walk or something. Okay, if you don't talk, if you don't communicate, then there is a problem at that time. Mm-hmm. And we have to be honest with each other. Yeah. If, we do, if I do something wrong, if I, for instance, um, to me, I always wake up in the morning, take a shower, blow dry my hair sometimes, put makeup, the, wear nice clothes, because I cannot, I cannot because I'm home, even if I'm relaxed, I cannot be looking, looking frumpy. <laughs> yeah, I cannot do that. Although nowadays, all the kids nowadays, they wear a jogging suit or, or <laughs> their hair tied up all the time. I have no time. I use, I always make time for myself to look That's good. Great. I always make time love that. for me and my husband to go out together. Or even if I don't like it, sometimes we go out, I cry when they were kids, small. I didn't do anything for them. Their home is stuck and I'm out having fun. He said, don't worry, when you go home, we will we will do something with it for them. Mm-hmm. But I always make, make sure that we have to have time with, with, together because I I came here my mother wasn't here yeah, my yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law was busy because she has a restaurant and she couldn't take care of the kids and at that time in the 18, 1980s when I had my daughter it was why you want to go out why you want to ask mm-hmm. someone to take care of your kids mm-hmm. why why this is not right it's haram how can you eat without your children why not <laughs> yes yeah why no yes but but for me now i'm available for my daughter i always tell them listen if you have to do something i'm do willing it. to come yeah oh, i'm willing it. to come and take care either you bring your kids or I come to your kids to your mm-hmm. house and take care of them because i don't want them to wait until until they are graduated or in or high school or and and then have some time for them and 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 their husband so one of the daughter who lives here i used to take her kids every friday after school they sleep over oh, so she has friday and saturday free for her and her husband I love oh that. nice uh, oh uh, man grandma yeah, my, you're yeah, awesome you yeah thank you yeah. i know that's <laughs> i'm like that's what we need but that's the beauty right of our generation to the extent that uh, that's those of us that have that relationship with our parents or is that we do have that support system that you didn't necessarily have when you came here. So I think as, as that generation, you recognize, you know, this was important for me. I didn't have it. So I want to make sure I provide it for my, my children so that they can do it. That's an amazing thing. And that's such a blessing for all those, for, for those of us that can actually take advantage of that. And I, and I know, like I joke all the time, like I'm going to have Gigi's summer camp. I've already told my kids, I'm like, listen, I'm going to buy like a farm. You guys can bring your kids. I'm going to be there all summer leave them for three months leave them for the month, <laughs> da, 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 because we can we definitely can have that relationship G- granted the other times of the year my husband and i are going to be traveling and doing all that fun Inshallah. stuff so this way i can kind of have that um that 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 bandwidth but that was one of my questions and i love that you answered it already so eloquently is like how do we preserve 
our own internal being as a mother. And it sounds to me that you're saying, um, and if I'm hearing you correctly, that, you know, you have to do things for yourself. If that means taking a shower, brushing your hair, if that means getting a babysitter and going out, if that means putting your oxygen mask on first before you do, you take care of your kids. That's really what we do because then you don't have um, the mental, well, you might still have mental health issues like myself, but you, you know, it helps with some of that. It helps provide you, give you the energy to help take care of your kids. So, you know, that is really key. And I think that's very important for our listeners to hear, take care of yourself and you will have enough strength to take care of your kids um, and, and take it from Nora who has, who's been there, done that. And she's telling you that is what is she, what she had to do. But, you know, one of the questions I I have been wanting to ask a lot of our our guests is what are some of the favorite duas that you, you make for your own adult kids? Because it's, it seems like it's so far removed, but it's really not that far away from us. What is what is the question again? What duas do you make for your adult kids now? The da that you make that you think the is most helpful. Oh, yeah. Da. Sorry, my accent oh, is not that good. It's okay. No, 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 no. Uh, I always I always ask God to make them closer to God, to Amen. their spouses, Amen. and um, and give them success in their business in their life. Uh, this is this is my dad because these are the things and 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 for for any any bad influence to keep them away from my kids mm-hmm. because I think if you have if you have the, your deal uh, and if you have if you have a healthy life a good relationship good business and good kids your life almost will be complete whatever problem you have you can deal it's going it. to be it you can deal with it yeah. I always say God. I always make dua to, to be closer to God and to their spouses and to oh, their kids. I mean, yes. I mean, those are amazing. Yes. We're going to write those down. Making dua. I'm not good in making dua, but when I read this, I said, oh my God, this is the only dua I said every time I met <laughs> I know, I know. It's hard because you want to like pray and run, but it's like once you have kids, it's like you really can't run. You have to just sit down and like make these like key dua that we do. And I feel that they change as the kids age. And we just kind of want to start building our library of dua Mm -hmm. for the kids as they, you know, become adults. And then, you know, you're still, I think my grandmother, uh, by the time she was old and coming to stay with us, her dua, like her salah was fast, but the dua would take up to two hours because wow. she would make dua for she had seven children mashallah and 27 grandchildren everyone by name and then all the other relatives and stuff so it was like you know i never got to ask her like what were what were you asking for you know what are the dua that stuck because alhamdulillah everybody's so happy something she said or asked for must have stuck so we're we're hoping inshallah to do the same for our kids so thank you for sharing those oh, you're welcome you're welcome so we like to close out by um, helping the audience get to know you a little bit better with some fun stuff, because all of this was a great discussion. But I think you've heard our um, rapid fire where we ask you some fun stuff. Okay. Uh, we've added 90 seconds now to the clock instead yes. of one minute because we just kept running out of time. <laughs> so <Okay. laughs> we're going to start the uh, rapid fire real quick. And I just got to figure out how to do it. Here we go. You got the All right. timer. Okay, so the, I've got the timer. Ready, set, go. The first thing I always ask because we're always looking for books here at Mommy Well Muslim. What is the last book that you've read or you can recommend for us? 
Oh, I'm not good in remembering these things. Uh, something I can't remember called, titles either. I don't remember. Something called about your kids. If you have a problem with them, make put them closer to you rather than pushing them away. If they have a problem, put them close to you, hug them, and, and start discussing the problem. I don't know what's the name of the book. It sounds like a positive parenting book. It sounds like a positive parenting book, and I love that because that is definitely in my wheelhouse. What is a hidden talent that maybe your kids don't know about you? Hmm. This may be part of the question that Bayan didn't want her to answer. They know everything about me. I don't think they're, no. You don't keep any secrets from your kids? You're such a good mom. There is no secret. What's, no, no. I love that. No, nothing. So who was That's the great. last, who was the per, the person you last texted? Today? Today. Mm-hmm. Probably me. Bayan. Bayan. No, Bayan. Oh, you. Oh, you, Bayan. <laughs> Bayan. Yeah, Bayan. I texted Bayan, yes. But Bayan counts, yeah. We She's were arguing about, about, uh, about, about a syrup I got her from Pennsylvania has a leaf of Canadian. She said Canadian syrup in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I said, no, this is a fall leaf, not Canadian. <laughs> You're like, what? She's like, what are you talking about, mom? What was something that you've done recently that made you feel extreme happiness? I am. Um, the only thing makes me happy when, when, for instance, my niece called me and she has a problem. She's crying. Okay. And whatever the reason is, even something, this is my, makes me happy that I listen to her. Oh, I love that. And uh, my stepmother-in-law, she's, uh, I always, I'm happy because I always call her. Call her and check on her in the morning if she's upset, if she's, uh, she has a problem with, uh, with, uh, my father knows he's disabled sometimes because she's always taking Mm -hmm. care of him. Sometimes she's very down, her, Mm -hmm. psychologically she's very down. It makes me happy when I call her and she open up and talk and talk. And she said, I'm sorry. I said, don't be sorry. Hmm. It's okay. You need sometimes. This is what makes me happy. Yes. You're such a good adult Muslim kid you yourself. Are. Mashallah. And we're so <laughs> glad that reward we have. you. Exactly. I was like, I love all of this. And, you know, may we be able to walk a little bit, uh, just a little bit in your path. I would On consider path, myself um, successful. Yeah, exactly. Yes. We all successful. Been- Go ahead. Do you have any parting thoughts for our audience? I mean, we've learned so much from you. Like, I I feel like I just want to sit down and, like, update my notes really quick. Uh, well, yeah, but I, I did. ask if you had anything I've been, I've been writing notes in case people... Yeah, they're <laughs> on my phone here. <laughs> I just want to tell everyone, do your best, okay? I don't think there's any mommy there that will raise their kids not to be a good Muslim, yes. not be, to be successful, not to be healthy. Do your best and leave the rest to God. And if you can't fix it, just keep making dua and one day God will will, will answer your dua. Amen. And yeah. this is what happened with us. This is what happened with us. Yeah. Amen. No, we just have to learn to let go and not be control freaks. Seba and I are, yes. are like that. So, yes. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Welcome. And uh, we would love to have you back again to catch up and to learn more because I feel like I just sat through a lecture like a good one, mm-hmm. like a good parenting oh, lecture. Okay. I think the most important thing that you started out with saying is there's no manual. Well, God, where were you when I first had my kid? I thought there was a manual. I was like, I'm not reading the right book. <laughs> and now I feel like it's our job to tell everybody there's no manual. And thank you yeah. for, for kicking uh, off with that. So we so that. appreciate you and love that you birthed beautiful human beings, Mashallah. especially Bayan, like she is a godsend for us too. So Jazakallah khair. And we can't wait to have you back. Thank Salam you. Alaykum. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzman Momming While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Mommy While Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.